Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hello and welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today we are going to be talking about all about teenagers. So I have with me today, Kelly Hall. She is a speaker and transformational mindset coach who works primarily with teenagers. She speaks at high schools with her main message being, you matter. She loves to inspire teens to look within themselves and realize they're powerful and already have what they need inside to succeed. When coaching her clients one-on-one, she teaches a strong and successful mindset rooted in self-love and connection. She teaches them how to think, not what to think. After working together to imagine the life they want to create for themselves, Kelly helps them to see what steps to take to achieve those dreams. She brings passion and purpose to every session, conversation, and public talk. Hey, Kelly, thanks so much for being with us today. Hi, Robin. How did you get started working with teens? Okay, well, that's an interesting question. So Mm -hmm. originally, I was the GM at a nightclub, and... I knew that I didn't want to continue being a GM of a nightclub because I was working such long hours. And as a single mom, I, it was taking away my original intent on creating a life that enabled me to be with my son a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be the one that takes him to school, pick him up, you know, and really be there for him. And then I learned about coaching by meeting another coach. And in this conversation, I was like, gosh, it sounds like what I do with all the girls at you know, my job, they called me Mama Kel, Kelly Mama Ballbuster. They came to me with all their problems. I looked out for them. Mm-hmm. I had one little girl, I call, call her a little girl. Of course, she's, you know, she's probably 21 at the time or whatever, but she was a hostess and she wanted to be a shot girl. And mm-hmm. our, it's a nightclub and the shot girls are like uber sexy and whatever. And I just told her, I said, absolutely not. I'm sorry. You are, you're too young. I want to help I wanted to help preserve her innocence. I didn't mm-hmm. want that for her. You know what I mean? And obviously, in the, in the, in the end, it's not going to come down to what I want. It's going to come down to what she wants. But later on, I helped her navigate another route, you know, and get into, you know, bartending and stuff like that that required more skill and not, you know, unless, you know, boob, I don't know, whatever. But right. years later, I ended up at the bar she was working at and she pulled me aside and introduced me to everyone and said, this is my old boss and it's because of her that I do what I do today. And, and she thanked me and it was such a great experience. And I, I just, I loved that. So Mm -hmm. I ultimately went into my training and learning to become a coach. And when you do that, they don't offer really any guidance. It's like, Oh, I help women make money or I'm a business coach or I'm a health coach. I'm like, I'm not any of those things. I don't know, you know, what I want to do. It wasn't automatically teens until Mm -hmm. I had a dream one night that basically took me back to when I was a teen and man, that's when I really could have needed somebody like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And when I think about who I want to work with and what fires me up, it's, it's, it's them. It's them more than anything. And I like to go speak publicly in the high schools and I love looking them in the face when the gears start to, you know, click and they start to think about what I'm saying and they start to open their minds to new possibilities. And it's like, I get super high on that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely teens for that reason. Yes. They have such great energy, you know, they really do. What are some of the biggest challenges that teens are dealing with these days? Outside of our current situation. You know, I, was here, like, yeah. I was like, well, we're all facing some major challenges. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh-huh. But well, I, I, think, mm-hmm. I, I think even just thinking about, I just think about even what we're going through today mm-hmm. um, brings me on to the whole thing that our lives are lived online more, more now than, than usual. And I think that that's very 
scary because when you are looking at someone's life online, they're portraying what they want the world to see, not necessarily the reality of it. So it gives a lot of our, you know, young, well, anybody really, um, a false perception of, of what's, you know, what's, what's real and what's, and what's really, you know, happening with other people. And it's difficult not to compare yourself you know, to what you see online. And it's difficult, you know, you think you need to measure up to that. And it, I think I think our lives being more and more lived out online is the biggest obstacle, I think, to growing up and becoming your own autonomous, unique, crazy, silly, wonderful, weird individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And that's, and that's the part of the beauty too, is discovering who you are. And, you know, especially as a teenager, you're really, I mean, you're evolving, your brain is growing, you know, you are growing, you're maturing and, and so, well into your twenties. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I would like to say that we continue to grow and evolve beyond that too. Hopefully we never stop growing. <laughs> I'm well into my forties and I'm still learning new things about myself every day. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I know that too, you know, with us being like stuck at home and all this kind of stuff, it can exacerbate, you know, some of the, like the feelings like some teenagers, you know, feel lonely, you know, there's. I'm interested in knowing, like, of course, we probably don't really know the full extent, but, like, how being stuck at home is going to be, like, might impact teenagers and how parents can kind of pay attention to, like, what the mood is and take the temperature of where their kids are at because, you know, we're, we're trying to homeschool them now, and I've heard that a lot of kids are not really spending a lot of time on their schoolwork necessarily. Um, so... What are your what are your thoughts around that? Well, I was just having a conversation the other day about this. It's it's like whoever we were before this, it's mm-hmm. almost like during this time and many of us are going to change and transform because of this happening. I know I already have. I feel like I just kind of exited this kind of like dark night of the soul thing with this mm-hmm. last month and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a trippy personal journey of my own. So we're all going to be on that personal journey and while we're in isolation, but it's like whoever we were before, it's almost like at least until if we transform, it's, it's magnified, you know, Mm -hmm. if the jerks are bigger jerks and the peace loving people that want to help are getting more and more opportunities to do that. And so a social kid is going to find more ways to be social. You know, my, my own son has, Every day at four o'clock, he has a group of five kids that he gets online with and they play their games, they have their set, they talk and they've set that up. You know, Mm -hmm. my other friend's daughter, you know, she has her friend on her laptop, you know, on Skype or whatever, whatever they're, you know, Mm -hmm. and she walks around the house with her. They're, they're making their food together. They're sitting down and have lunch together. They, you know, they're watching movies together. They, they had like eight girls on there were, I don't know how they were playing fish, but they were doing something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the social kids are going to find more and more ways to be social and the isolated kids are going to feel even more isolated mm-hmm. uh, because they don't have that out- outlet. They're not having all their friends reach in and, and look out for them. So as a parent, you know, your kid and you could look out for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I- as a coach, Mm-hmm. I get um, a little bit more. I, that's what my calls are about. You know, uh, the last call was um, her 16-year-old son. He's isolated. She wants to hire me just so he has someone to talk to through all of this. You right. know, because he yeah. had some issues before, but now there's just he's not finding the outlet. Yeah, I know it can be really challenging. You know, we, they had the whole school social systems in place. You know, as an outlet, and then. It's true. I mean, I'm an introvert myself. And when I was in high school, you know, I had a very small group of friends that I would spend time with. And so, yeah, I can relate to how it might be, you know, this could even be more isolating than the normal. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we were in high school, we didn't have this as an option. 
No. Obviously. So if this would have happened while we were in high school, we really would have been isolated. But everybody would have been isolated. You know, you're like um, envious of the big families. You know, oh, they got brothers and sisters. I'm sitting here as an only child all alone or, or whatever. But as you said, like the social kids have this outlet, the non-social kids that maybe don't, but they know it exists. Mm-hmm. And so somewhere in their mind, they're like, it's even more isolating because the option is there and yet it's not does Mm. that does that make sense Mm -hmm. and that's you know that's what we were kind of talking about yesterday when I was talking you know to this boy he we kind of got on this subject and that's what he was like he's like yeah it's there but it's not it's not there I don't have anyone I can talk to like that you know Right. So what would you suggest for kids who find themselves in this situation or a parent who has a child in this kind of situation? Like, how can we create a buddy or something to help us get through, you know, and keep our mental sanity through this whole lockdown stuff? Yeah. Every single one of us, every single one of us, no matter whether you believe it or not, every single one of us has someone that loves us. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And if you feel separated and cut off, it's because you are telling yourself a story that you are separated and cut off. And the day that you open that veil and open to yourself, open yourself up to the people that love you, it doesn't matter if it's a, a distant aunt. My aunt and I are talking more than ever through this virus, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, and my dad and I are talking more than ever through this virus, like almost every day. Um, and we, you know, hardly ever spoke before, before this, you know, right. mm-hmm. and it, and it's, 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 there's someone who loves you and it doesn't have to be your parents. You know, I know my son's school, um, send an email out that their counselor is open, mm-hmm. you know, to doing that their school counselor is open to doing zoom calls. So I would definitely check with your school's resources, um, see what they have, you know, something like that going on because mm-hmm. all of our schools are online now too. They're all doing zoom. The opportunity yeah. to connect is, is there. If you stop telling yourself the story that you're separated and you're isolated. Yeah, definitely. If, if you don't feel like you have another friend your age to talk to, it doesn't matter. You know, I always felt more comfortable talking to adults when I was a kid. I didn't yep. feel like anyone my own age got me anyways. Yeah, you know? no doubt. So just find the people <laughs> that you can connect with because I promise you they are there. Yeah, Absolutely. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea too of connecting with like maybe distant family members who you wouldn't normally because, you know, like if you maybe don't spend a lot of time with your grandparents or something, you know, they have some cool stories that you've never heard, you know, it's like, ask them about what it was like for them. You know, I mean, depending on how old they are, they may have experienced the depression, you know, they might have certainly have gone through world war two and, you know, like these challenging times, they may have words of wisdom that we could gain and you'll certainly at least get, you know, get to know them better and get some of the family stories that get lost if we don't share them. So And right now we got nothing but time. That's right. Uh Nothing but time. (laughs) My 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 grandfather died twenty two years ago. But I'll never forget when the movie Pearl Harbor came out and Mm -hmm. he was telling you that there were scenes in that movie that were very um authentic to him. Yes. And because he was there when it mm-hmm. happened, and he was literally running from, you know, bombs dropping, you know, like yeah, right terrifying. there. And mm-hmm. I just remember listening to the story, just going, oh my goodness, you know. And then my aunt was telling me that my grandma, who actually just passed away this past year, um, when, when she was younger and you got strep, something as simple as strep throat, mm-hmm. you would be on quarantine. You'd have to be locked down your house. You were not allowed to leave. And they put a sign on your door so everybody knew. And mm-hmm. then you would be, uh, you know, you'd have to wait for someone to bring you your food and your, your essentials because mm-hmm. you were literally not allowed to leave. Now, that is, that is a, a, a quarantine yep. for something as simple as strep, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, a, you know, that's a crazy story. Yeah, totally. That my grandma lived through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's amazing how things change. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. 
Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So Kelly, how can parents help shift mindset? So like, let's say their kid is kind of like maybe feeling lonely or stuck or just, I don't know, feeling down or upset about this whole coronavirus stuff. Like what can, I know there's tools out there that we can use to help shift mindset, you know, maybe feel a little more hopeful for the future, that sort of thing. Um, what would you suggest to parents? That's a really good question, Robin. <laughs> it's my belief that we are all responsible for our own thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, you want nothing but good for your kids. You want them to feel happy. You want them to, you know, have a really positive world view. Mm-hmm. But the only way they're going to experience those things and get those things is if you yourself have the good world view and that you yourself are happy and confident and content. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've, I've, I've not always been this bright ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed that all my relationships, every single one of them, even the challenging ones, all improved when all I did was make the changes within myself. When I got when I really started to work on my mindset and to do that, you have to pay attention to your words, your thoughts, how you're feeling, check in with your body. Are you, are, are you, you know, Oh gosh, I'm, I hate that. I'm always broke. You know, that is not something you want to say, you know, I, right. I, I, I'm gosh, you know, I, I woke up today feeling miserable. What a crappy day it's going to be. That is not, you know, the, the things that you want to, you want to, you want to ask yourself and become aware of your thoughts ask yourself, are these thoughts serving me? Right. Do they make me feel good? And as the role model for your kid, if you are in a good feeling place, they automatically will be too, because they're in your sphere and they're Mm -hmm. in your home. You know, one thing, you know, my kid, he'll be doing something and maybe he'll mess up or whatever. And he'll go, gosh, I'm so stupid. I was like, I put the carbosh on that from the very, I mean, he was, Little, little. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh-uh, uh-uh. We do not talk like that. Like, I would rather him say a cuss word than mm-hmm. I am stupid or, you know, I'm, you know, anything like that. Anything yeah, yeah, totally. uh, disparaging about himself. So I, I don't allow it. That That is cuss words in my home. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't allow it. And it's because our words are so powerful and they feed our feelings. And I just think that's the most important thing that you can do is to make sure that you are happy. And to that end, you talk about tools. It's like, gosh, especially now, there's so many meditations on YouTube. You know, Mm -hmm. I just started listening to, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. And um, I just was like checking out his meditations the other day on YouTube. And he's got, oh, do this, do this one for 30 days. I'm like, sure, let's do it. It's a day one and a night one. So I started two days ago and it just gets me so relaxed and it feels so good. And thinking about, you know, the decisions you want to make today and how you, who you want to be today and the universe, expo- ex, you know, 
response to who you're actually being, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not necessarily what you think you want. And so who am I being today? And that those are tools that we can use to uplift ourselves and in turn uplift our families with us. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I think reframing like those statements like, oh, I'm so broke right now. And especially with some of us, many of us experiencing financial hardship, you know, right now, there, one of my coaches has this phrase or mantra or whatever, you know, thank God I'm rich. And, you know, it's like, we're rich in so many ways. It doesn't necessarily mean, have to mean money. It's like, we're rich in time. We're rich in love. We're rich in food abundance like we have so much abundance around us you know and so I love that frame you know and so because I, I knew was, you looked familiar oh yeah are you, are you swimming in oceans of abundance Robin I am yes I am mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've I been am. at similar I think we've been at the same events we probably have yeah yeah, yeah. we probably have mm-hmm. awesome another thing too is that mistakes are failures, you know, mistakes are the stepping stones to success. So I love that you, you know, shut down your son's line of thinking that, oh, because this went wrong, that I'm stupid. You know, it's like, no, this is part of your learning curve. You know, it's like, yeah, I've only been on the planet for so long, you know, it's like, definitely, you need to learn these things. Well, there's a few things. I, I had a client once that um, identified with being a, a quitter. And I was like, well, let's talk about that. You know, why, why, why do you think you're a quitter? And she's like, oh, I never finished anything. I'm like, tell me, tell me something that you didn't finish. And she goes, well, she was talking about softball. And I was like, okay, so you signed up for softball and then what? And she goes, oh, I did it for about a year. I was like, oh, like, did you quit mid season? Did you, you know, she goes, no, I just, you know, when, when it was done, I, I, I just like quit. I didn't re-sign up again. I was like, so you're telling me you tried something new. Mm Mm-hmm. You gave your commitment to your team. You stuck it all the way through to the end of the season. But then afterwards, you decide you didn't like it enough. It didn't resonate with you. And so you didn't sign up again. She's all, yeah. And I go, well, that doesn't sound like a quitter at all. Sounds all right. like, uh-huh. That sounds like a young girl trying new things. And that's the same thing I say to my son. He's, he's played football, basketball, soccer, you know, everything. And, and, you know, someone made a comment to him about quitting. I said, this, he's 12. I go, this is the age when you're supposed to try everything do everything fail at everything yes so that you can figure out what doesn't work for you so you can figure out what you like so you can you know hopefully not be still trying and failing everything when you're a grown-up like this is the time Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i am so down with that you know i was like and when i go speak at the high schools mistakes is a number one of the number one subjects i talk about i mean what if you want to get to point B from A, and someone told you that the only way you could get there was you had to make 800 mistakes. Wouldn't you like rush through those mistakes, like gleefully knowing that eventually you're going to get to B? Mm-hmm. But if you don't move forward and you don't allow yourself to make those mistakes, you never get there. Right. You know? So it's just, it's just crazy because, gosh, I've made so many mistakes. And yeah. sometimes I still, when I think about them, but gosh, I wouldn't be talking to you here right now if I if I didn't make them so you know it's just mistakes are our friends I have someone else who did a little um webinar on you know failing your way to success like it's Mm -hmm. yeah those 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 experiences are gold you know it's like those are gold stepping stones to your success and you know you gotta enjoy the journey Absolutely. It's part of the life, you know, the life Absolutely. process. Stop, smell yeah. the roses, you know. It's like if a baby gave up every time that they fell down, they'd never learn to walk. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And like this time during, you know, isolation, self-isolation or whatever, it's like you have to be your own best friend. I guess maybe even getting back to the, the kids that we're talking about, it's like if you had – a physical friend standing next to you and they were saying things like you're fat, you're ugly. Why would you even don't ask her out? She's going to say, no, don't try for that. You won't make the team, whatever. Would you want to be their friend? You know? And that's Mm -hmm. another thing I ask the kids. They're like, no, heck no. I don't want to be friends with someone who's talking to me like that. And yet we talk to ourselves that way every single day, every single day. I mean, (laughs) well, I mean, I like to think I don't, but I, I catch myself sometimes, you know, the little, you know, self-doubts or whatever. And the, the important thing is, is, is you are awesome and you can 
tell yourself you're awesome and you can be your own best friend, you know? And that's something that we can all cultivate right now while we're in isolation, you know? Just Absolutely. A little self-love <laughs> goes us, a long way. Some of uh -huh. us only have four walls to talk to. You know, my, my dad is one of them. He only, he's at home alone with four walls to talk to. Why don't you look in the mirror and tell yourself how awesome you are today, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh-huh. Yes. It might feel a little weird, but yeah, it's totally doing that, that self-work. And, and you mentioned like Joe Dispenza and stuff too. I think, you know, this time at home is a great opportunity to expand our horizons, to read, to explore, you know, teachings from other people and, you know, spend a little bit of time working on ourselves. And that, that's another form of self-love. Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie. When this lockdown first happened, I was like, I was railing against it, you know, and it mm -hmm. was, it was hard, hard for me. Um, but ultimately I had to just, I had to let go. And what we have to let go of is control. Right. We have to mm -hmm. let go of control. We are attached to the way we think should be. And the fact is, if we can just relinquish the control and just be, we'll ultimately find out that it's, it's okay. It's going to be okay. We are supported. We are taken care of. Good things are happening. And if you look for the good, you'll find it. Those are all the things that I remind, I had to remind myself those first two weeks, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I mean, we are going to come through this on the other side. And, you know, things might look differently. You know, I've been reading different things about, like, what the world might look like when we get through this. We may have to shift the way that we do things. And we may have to examine our way of thinking about some of this stuff and so I think you know what we were talking about here with you know these shifts in mindset will be helpful for people you know and we may have to do it on a large scale <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly mm -hmm. the world is awakening on a large scale right now mm -hmm. yeah you know a lot of things are becoming very very clear so when we come back from this commercial break I want to talk about how we can inspire kids for the future Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. All right, Kelly. So let's talk a little bit about how we can inspire kids. You know, like we were just talking about how things, you know, are changing. You know, there's some kids are feeling really alone right now. Like, what can we do to help them know that the future is going to be okay? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult because our kids... Well, many of us. I, I didn't learn patience until I was well into my 30s. And mm -hmm. 
uh, our kids, they, they're, they get everything, instant gratification, right? So, you know, they want things to be good right now, and, and it takes a little patience. And the knowledge that we will come out of this isn't comforting them, you mm-hmm. know? So really, I just think about, you know, my own story and where I come from. You know, when I was, when I was in high school myself, I was extremely close to um, ending my own life. Um, dark, dark days, thought about it all the time thought about how I would do it, dreamt about it. Um, you know, uh, on the break, you, you and I talked a little bit about, you know, my abusive stepfather. There was an attack on me when I was 14. There was, you know, a bunch of stuff that led up to it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't feel like I could ever come out of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, uh, when my friend did commit suicide, uh, she... Veronica took sleeping pills and went to sleep and because she was pregnant and too afraid to tell her parents and believe me, it got me out of my own, what was me headspace for sure. And, and -hmm. when I was at her funeral and I saw her parents face and I was, I just knew because my mom was a hardworking single mother. I knew that she did everything for me. I knew in that moment when I took the focus off me and what I was feeling and I started to think about what that would do to my own mother. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I didn't mm-hmm. do it, obviously. And it wasn't like, oh, I've decided to stick around and now my life is great. You know, there's, there's that whole shift of mindset and seeing the positive and being able to enjoy life again. You know, that took a while for me. Mm-hmm. But once it did, and once I started seeing that there's so many good things that can happen, you know, later on, in life, I, I joined a punk rock band. I was a singer, and we toured Europe, you know, a few times. And on those trips, there were things that I got to experience that were just incredible. One night, it was like 3 or 4 in the morning, and we pulled our van up to the White Cliffs of Dover. Mm-hmm. And they looked like they glowed, and, I, and they were so massive. And I was just standing there all small looking at them, and I – and I do this sometimes, I think, mm-hmm. wow, if I had ended it in high school, right. I would not be standing here right now mm-hmm. experiencing this. Yeah. I mean, this is just incredible. And I, I just, I'm very conscious of the fact that all this beauty that I see around me and all these experiences that I'm living on a day-to-day basis is, is, it's just amazing. And then going on to become a mother and have this kid that, I mean, I love so much that, I mean, it just leaks out of me. It just, I, I can't, it, and to think that he wouldn't even exist if I had done that, you know? Yeah. So it's like, this is not the end. Your story is not over. You know, there are, many years ahead of you that you are going to get to design your own life. And I, I say design because once I realize that I can, in fact, design the life I want, life got to be very fun and very exciting for me. Yes. And that is what I work with with my teen clients. We mm-hmm. really get into working with their mindset Mm-hmm. learning how to, in fact, shift that mindset. And once we get there, because it's a practice, Robin, you don't just yes. decide, oh, I'm just going to start thinking positively and everything's going to be great. I mean, you are constantly, especially in the beginning, falling off your horse and having to get back on constantly. Mm-hmm. But once they get it and they started, you know, because it ultimately becomes the way you think, you automatically right. can see the positive, you automatically, you know, and, and once they get there, that's when it all bursts open and we can begin to say, okay, what is it that you would like to create? You know, you know, what is it that you would like your life to look at? And then, and then once we get that vivid picture, I had one client describe, you know, a a ranch in Texas and he was going to have llamas or something. I don't know. Right. I'm not saying you can't have that. You absolutely can. Okay. And now is the time we can take those baby steps to work towards that, you know? It's, yes. 
it's completely different. And, and I work I with teens that. because mm-hmm. I started so late in life and mm-hmm. I've created some wonderful things, but wow, imagine if yeah. I had started at 17. You yeah, know? totally. And I love what you're saying. I mean, there's, there's like, there's two people mm-hmm. in life. Like there's the people who life happens to, and then there's the people who have come to realize that you can create your own life. And you know, when you create your own life and you get to choose your experiences, like that is like the best ever. And it takes time to create that. You know, it's like you have to visualize what you want your life to look like, which is exactly what you're talking about. And then you have to take the little baby steps every day that move you in that direction. And when you have that vision and you're starting, like, say, at a teenager, then, you know, it's like you have your whole life. Like, I figured out early on in my life that, you know, a few, a few lessons. One was, a saying by Joseph Campbell, follow your bliss. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I realized is if you don't stop and take time to smell the flowers, you never get that chance again. And then the next thing I realized is that if I take the time to figure out what it is I want, that I am actually really good at creating my own reality. And, yes. you know, it's like, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I have a great life and it hasn't been, you know, I mean, it's taken time to design that. And I look at people who let life happen to them and yeah, their life is okay, but do they love their life? Not usually. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And And so being able, you can, before you can design it, you have to believe it's possible. And before you can believe it's possible, you have to hone and develop that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where the work is. That's where the most important work is in yep. the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's really important for kids to know, too, that, you know, being a kid is hard. You know, it's like life gets better. And, you know, it's like your parents might suck. You know, school might suck. You know, you might have no friends. You might have shitty friends, whatever the case may be. Once you get out of the childhood years and get into like, the ability to be making your own decisions, like life is totally different and you get to have, you know, some say over it. And so, you know, the kids that feel really stuck, you know, I have a family member who I feel is kind of like in that situation where, you know, I won't go into it, but, you know, it's like, just hang in there. Life gets better. (laughs) I promise life gets better. It's just like, you know, don't make any mistakes that you, you know, don't make any decisions that change your life in a way that you may not want it to change quite yet. And don't make decisions while you're upset. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Come from that calm place, you know, that grounded place. And, and I want to circle back to, you know, with, with your friend, you know, you, you mentioned that your friend committed suicide when she was pregnant because she felt like she couldn't come to her parents. And I wanted to circle back to that because I mean, gosh, that is so, freaking sad i mean that you feel like you can't go to your parents and you would rather end your life than tell them that you're pregnant i mean wow the gravity of that didn't hit me when i was a kid no the gravity of that i mean i just missed my friend and i knew and i knew that her parents were suffering and i and i knew that i wouldn't do that to my mom and that's about the extent of it it didn't fully like hit me in the face until I became a mom. And yes. when I became a mom, it just was like, wow, I could not imagine my son being so afraid to tell me something he'd rather end his life. That's that. I'll tell you right there. That's never going to happen ever yeah. Yeah. because I'm going to like, from the time he was very little, we've just made open communication about anything. There is literally no topic off limits. And I know that, you know, you deal with, um, you know, sexual issues with your mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And for some parents, that's very uncomfortable. But for me, I had to make sure that it wasn't because yes. I wanted to make sure that no topic was off limits. My mm-hmm. son could tell me everything. And when they had their, you know, little puberty movie in the fifth grade, the boys go in one room and the girls go in another and they have this movie. He came to me after school and he said, I knew everything in the movie. Like I already knew it all happened. And he said, you know, but he goes, but my friend, I won't name names. He didn't know any of it. 
parents. And yeah. I said, well, it's, it's not your job to educate them. It's, you know, it is still in the realm of the parent's decision, how much they want to share with their kids. I said, but I want you to have all the facts and I want you to understand and know and understand, you know? Oh yeah. So important. Yeah. Thank thing- you. Uh huh. Yes. Thank <laughs> and you. Since this is a show that deals with sex, one thing he didn't know, he said there was one thing he didn't know mm-hmm. and he was talking about, um, he goes, you can, you can have an orgasm in your sleep. And I said, Oh yeah, the, the wet dream. He goes, yes, that's what they called it. And I go, well, your brain doesn't always know. It doesn't differentiate the difference between real and imagined. So when you're experiencing something, either visualizing, meditative, or you're sleep dreaming, your body sends the responses out. Mm-hmm. I go, so if you're dreaming about sex, your body, can, he, go, he looks at me, he's in the backseat of the car. We do a lot of our best talking that way. Yep. Mom, why would anybody be dreaming about sex? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, your subconscious just decided that that's what you're going to dream about tonight. And I will remember that quote for as long as I live, because at the time he was 10 or 11, but one day he will, and I will laugh that he said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's but great. aside from sex, it's just every topic, every topic. There's nothing, you know, I, I mean, he tells on himself too. Mom, I, I did this, you know, like for me, the most important thing is that we are in complete open communication. There's nothing yep. he can't tell me. Yep. And when he tells me something that initi- I've learned not to react, I mm-hmm. need to like, hold it in until I can like, you know, because mm-hmm. there's been some things he's told me that I want to be like, what, you know? Right. And I just want him to know that no matter what he does, no matter what he says, no matter what, you know, he, you know, decides or w- whatever it is, it doesn't affect my love for him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. even when I'm mad at him, I'm like, well, I'm pretty mad at you right now. I go, but you know, I still love you. Like, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, he can be grounded, but we could still, you know, play games together and have fun and joke, you know? Right. Absolutely. He just needs to know that it's when he's in trouble, it's just me guiding him to be the best man I know how to raise, you know, and not because I'm trying to punish him and make him miserable. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this some more. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of condoms? Does hormonal birth control make you feel sick? Does it cause you to gain weight or kill your sex drive? Do you wish there was a better way to manage your fertility that didn't involve putting artificial hormones in your body? There is a better way, and I've been using it successfully to manage my fertility for over 25 years. It starts with a greater understanding of the female body and a deep dive into exploring your own body and cycle to discover what is normal for you. In my online course, you'll learn about the female cycle and natural birth control methods. I'll teach you my fertility freedom formula so that you'll know how to successfully apply this information to provide you with the level of protection you need to feel comfortable to engage sexually without fear of getting pregnant or getting a sexually transmitted infection. Visit HolisticSexEdRadio.com to find out more. That's HolisticSexEdRadio.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. So Kelly, you have such great communication with your son. Not every parent is as fortunate to have such a, a open dialogue with their, with their teenager or with their child. What would you say to parents or what would you suggest to help 
get those doors open, especially since we're spending so much time at home together now, like, um, you know, what can parents do to kind of get those doors open and, and get some dialogue going? So earlier we talked about it all starts with you, right? Mm-hmm. So as, as themselves, they could be working on their own self-worth, their mindset, how they feel, loving themselves, self-love. It's very, very important. It's, and I know this metaphor gets maybe overused, but when you're on an airplane and it's, you know, losing oxygen, you put your mask on first before your child. Mm -hmm. And, and it's the same with living your life. You must take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. So that being said, if this is new for you and you're working on this while at the same time wanting to bridge a gap between you and your child, um, the best thing is, well, not to push it, Right. And depending Mm -hmm. on how old your kid is, I mean, I work with teens in particular Mm -hmm. and they are old enough and they are more grown up than sometimes parents get them, give, give them credit for. And I think that we all make mistakes and we all do the best job we can with the tools we were given. So we're all a product of our parents before our parents, before our parents, before our parents, you know, Mm -hmm. generations down the line. And, and until you make a conscious decision that you want to, do something different or be different, you're really just on autopilot with what you know, you know, and there, and that's okay because you're doing the best you can do. But once you decide I want more or I can do better, Mm -hmm. then let your kid know that that's your intent, you know, have, have that talk and, 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 you know, some parents are afraid to let their kids see that they are vulnerable and that they are imperfect and that they are human. And the fact is, is you'll never connect with them on a deeper level than them knowing all of those things about you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, let them, let them know where you come from and, and why you think you might make some of the decisions that you do. I, I mentioned, you know, some of the decisions my mom making out of fear, you know, later on when I look back on that, I realized that ultimately she was very strong, you mm-hmm. know, but growing up, I viewed her as weak, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a completely different perception. Our kids are older than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. They're more mature than we give them credit for. And mm-hmm. you can let them know, I know I, I, I made these mistakes. And I, at the same time, while I'm trying to be better, I want us to be better as well. And I just, and then don't push it. You know, okay, let's have a conversation right now. What do you want to talk about? You know what yeah, I mean? Right? <laughs> At the same time, they're, it, depending on the, di- the divide, if there is one or what it's been like up until that point, they're going to need to think about that a little bit. They're going to need to, you know, that, that type of thing, you know. But, and then just take it easy. Right now we're on lockdown. So, you know, maybe after you have that type of talk, it could be the next thing could be lighter, you know. Let's play a game of yeah. Uno. Let's get silly. Let's, you know. Yeah, well, and and it's true, you know, we're doing homeschooling now, so this is a great opportunity to, you know, get your kid together and maybe do a little bit of life lesson schooling instead of just yeah. textbook schooling, you know? It's oh, like yeah, we can, absolutely. You know, it's like there's so much there's so much stuff that, you know, we could learn that we aren't exposed to in school, you know, like how to be financially savvy, you know, how to have, you know, great sex education, you know, it's like that kind of doesn't exist in the majority of schools. And so, you know, parents can take it on themselves to do a little self-education and also, or tap into the resources like we have here in, you know, on the radio show and, and uh, share that information with their kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I think that, I think that our kids um, during this time are also doing a lot of like self-reflecting as well. And you just give them the opportunity and the space, you know, to do that and to grow into and to be, you know, yeah. without pushing it. Because again, it goes back to, you're not responsible for the way other people think or feel, you know? Right. And, and only they, you know, you can't make someone think or feel something, you know, it's ultimately, it's ultimately up to them. And, and we want to raise autonomous, confident kids that are independent that can think for themselves we want that and so many of parents that I talk to when it starts happening they 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 feel like they're losing control of their kid 
but that's a good thing. You know, be, be proud of yourself that you raised a kid that wants to be independent. They can go out and, you know, make these decisions, but yet still know that when they falter, they have you to talk to, they have you to guide them. They have, you know, it's, it's just a completely different way of parenting than when they're young and you have to do everything for them. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy shift and it's, it freaks everybody out because I, I look at pictures of my kid when he was five and sometimes I get welled up. I'm like, where's my little five-year-old, you know? Right. Uh-huh. And in a few years, he's going to be driving and then he's, you know, eventually going to leave the nest and it's just like, it's terrifying, but we can't hold them with yeah. us forever. Yes. Yeah. Not if we want them to live their best lives. Yeah, and that's really what it's all about is raising a child who can go forth and, you know, create a really amazing life for themselves. I mean, every parent wants their kid to have more better, you know, than they had. So let's talk a little bit about your free gift for everybody. We have seven common communications mistakes and what you can do about it. Can you tell people about that? Yeah, it's just a little uh, report kind of thing I wrote up. Um, I brought up um, seven different things that that through my years of talking with parents, mm-hmm. a lot of parents can stumble into ne- mm-hmm. without necessarily thinking. And again, again, I say, I mean, I make the mistakes sometimes too. And I think that once you become aware of them, it's easier to see them for what they are, you know? And so I just list them, you know, how about this? Do you, do you ever find yourself, you know, doing this? And I give an example of it happening. And then I talk about, what you might try. Mm-hmm. And then after you try that, I say, and here's your win. This is what you get out of it. If, right. you know, if you want to give this a try. So it's, it's, um, it's a very positive, uplifting thing. It's something, you know, it's a good read. And it's, nice. you know, definitely something I could try. And I, I talked to one mom who she, she was, she actually did everything in the, in the, this was um, about a year or so ago. She did everything in the, in the report mm-hmm. and she, got back with me and said that it was amazing what was happening between her and her two sons afterwards. So it made me feel really good. So I feel like this free gift is a really good one. (laughs) I'm really really happy to, to share it. Awesome. It sounds like it really can transform somebody's relationship. And I know that a lot of parents struggle with, you know, having a good relationship with their teenagers. You know, there's a lot of um, you know, there can be a lot of challenges and stuff as the kids are growing up. And so um, sounds great. So we'll post a link for everybody in the show notes and uh, they can go to holisticsexedradio.com to get that. And I really appreciate you spending some time with us today, Kelly. It's been a real Thank pleasure. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Yes, it's been a lo- really fun talking to you. So thanks for everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.